0: Coming up this week, the Green Hill Lake Committee comments on antisocial hoon behaviour at Ararat's only wetlands. A motorcyclist left for dead joins me to recount the terrifying day. And more than 300 riders flock to Ararat for the 12th annual Grampians Ride to Remember. You're listening to our it's latest with local journalist Jack Ward. Hello and welcome. School is back and we're all settling back into routine. And it's been an interesting week weather wise. It was hard sleeping Friday night, especially when the power went out for more than 2,300 customers due to the, some storm activity that was happening. But looking at today's show, there's lots coming up. Our Real City Councillor and Green Hill Lake committee member, Gwenda Orgwood, speaks with me about recent antisocial behaviour at Wariak and Swamp, as well as the high visitor numbers on the Australia Day weekend at Green Hill Lake. Motorcyclist James Galise, who was left for dead, struck by a driver who didn't hang around, joins me to recount the terrifying day and thought running a marathon was hard, while Andre Jones explains his 1,600-kilometre journey around Victoria to raise much-needed funds. Also, Grampian's Ride to Remember attracts hundreds, park-run volunteer vests are stolen in a bizarre burglary, and the Ararat Market plans to raise funds for our local CFA this Sunday. Now, Wariakon Swamp is a seasonal wetland at the north end of Greenhill Lake. It's Ararat's only nearby wetland, and it's a stopover point for several species. Local wildlife photographer Wayne Suffield spends a lot of time at the swamp capturing the wildlife's natural beauty. But on a number of nights around the Australia Day weekend, hoons use the habitat as a burnout location, ripping up the earth and vegetation and leaving gouges in a swampy terrain.
1: It's Monday, the 27th of January, and I'm at the back of Wariatkin Swamp. And what I'm trying to show you is the destruction that's been building up out here as a result of four-wheel drivers coming out and deliberately... Have a look at this deliberately tearing up the surface, having a bit of fun. Now it's impossible to calculate the damage that's being done to the the wildlife out here. There's almost nothing out here this morning to hear and see. There's a few crows in the background, a few ravens. Right up back further, we can see a large tree that's got what looks like uh, great egrets. It's a great wildlife location, it's our only seasonal wetland and here we have people coming here at night and just tearing it up.
0: Wayne Suffield there as he filmed the devastation out at Wariatkin Swamp. Now this week I sat down with Gwenda Orgwood, who is an Arat Royal City councillor and also a Green Hill Lake committee member alongside her husband Morris. We spoke about the recent antisocial behaviour out at Wariatkin Swamp and also about their high visitor numbers over the Australia Day weekend.
2: I think that type of uh, destruction is absolutely devastating for us because we put so much emphasis on the natural wildlife that surrounds the lake and encourage, we've got bird boxes to encourage wildlife and birds into the area and to see some idiots do something like that is absolutely soul destroying as far as we're concerned. When we work so hard to build that up to benefit our local community and the local businesses,
0: It's just destroying. And cameras have recently been installed out there. Have they caught the perpetrators yet?
2: No, we haven't sat down and had a proper look with the police at the moment, but that's one of the the things we will be doing because we do know the nights that they've been there. So there is a real strong possibility that they will be caught and And charged.
0: And you say nights. How often has this been happening, do you think?
2: Well, from what I can understand, it's only just been recently, hasn't it? Now, this
0: particular area, just the last
3: three nights, probably over the um, Australia Day weekend, but it has happened in the past in different areas. At, At intermittent times, no special time, or, well, when the lake is obviously low on water.
0: So, yeah, it's happened quite often. And because no-one's on site out there, is it hard to kind of make sure everything out there is going well and there's not people out there doing this sort of thing? Is that a bit of a challenge for the committee?
2: Well, it probably is, but as we said, the cameras are going to make a huge difference to us because, and what a lot of people are now realising too that actually are at the lake, they're sending the information into the Greener Lake Development Board members and letting them know when there are issues or where there has been an issue. And, of course, if people keep doing that, that time frame brings it right down to when we can watch the videos.
0: And how important is Greenhill Lake for the ARR community?
2: Well we think it's huge and we would love to have a lot more businesses come on board. We normally at Easter time we take out welcome bags and we might have uh, vouchers from Jay Ward or from the museum or something just letting people know what is open and how they can access and the cost. Uh, We go out and sometimes we get vouchers, we hand those out, but we also make people very aware of how close they are because if they come from the Melbourne direction, they don't realise how close our area is. The businesses need to be more engaged with us in what we're trying to achieve out there because with the bypass coming through, now is our opportunity to build that up as much as we can.
0: And what are some of the committee's plans to put in place in the near future? Is there plans to put more walking tracks? What sort of things are in the pipeline?
2: Well, we'd love the idea of there's a proposal at the moment for a walking track to go right round the outside and a bike riding track. But And one of the other things that we've been having a conversation with some of the grant providers at the moment is getting that, um, those uh, timbered walkways that you can do when you're looking at natural wildlife actually over the water, because when it does fill up a lot of this area where the wildlife is becomes underwater. so children wouldn't be happy to walk around there in the wet. But if we could join some of those islands together that would be absolutely amazing. And I think more and more uh, people now are becoming aware of the environment in which we live. They're very protective of it. They want to see more of it and they want to explain a lot more to the children.
0: And so with that walking track, is that a real possibility? Is there any plans in place, or not yet, or is it just a discussion point at this point? It's a discussion at the moment. And we've just had Australia Day. You were out there over the weekend. How many campers were at Greenhill Lake?
3: Well, I'd say there'd be, be 150 camp sites occupied, and a lot of those sites had families of four, five, six, and even eight sometimes. So there's probably about... 700 people out there. So it's a huge thing for the ARAB business people and also the ARAB tourist people like Jay Ward and um, uh, all the museums,
0: they must benefit terrifically from um, Greenfield Lake.
2: And what's the status
0: currently of the permit program?
2: We've got the signs back up now. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure exactly uh, when the start date was, but that, that's a council issue. that. Something that they've decided that doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm. So I'm not quite sure what the process is going to be there uh, anymore.
0: So the development committee doesn't hasn't spoken to council about that.
2: We've been concerned about the long-term people mm-hmm. staying there because we don't think that's fair on the ratepayer. We think that if you're going to live and work in the area, you should be putting you know you should be living in our rate, which uh, I think most people agree with. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why we want that permit system to come in because, you know, two or three days in that area is terrific for everyone, but to live there is really not fair to anybody.
0: It's now time for your say, and this week's question follows on from that Green Hill Lake story, and it was, would you recommend Green Hill Lake as a local tourist destination? Now, 52% of the 107 responders said yes, they would recommend Greenhill Lake, whilst 48% said they wouldn't. A very close result this week. And remember, the weekly poll is released on a Friday evening, so keep an eye out for that so you can have your say. Andre Jones isn't a huge fan of running, but on Australia Day, he departed the MCG on a 1,600-kilometre journey to raise funds for our farmers and wildlife. Andre spent Thursday night in Ararat and joins me now. Andre, what instigated this run? Um, Well, the the ongoing joke is that it gives my
4: wife a break from me, you see.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
4: but um, I, look, it started in 2017. I, I ran to Darwin. I ran through Ararat uh, at that stage. Um, I did solo trip to Darwin. And then um, I stopped for about a year, and, and I thought I'd make an attempt to run around Australia, which after 5,500 kilometers running solo, for various reasons, I pulled the plug on that. But uh, uh, it was always running, running to raise uh, funds and awareness for a cause. And this one was... Um, when I started last year uh, to uh, plan it, it was to raise funds for the Lions Club and the Need for Feed, which is a uh, uh, Pakenham Lions Club initiative, I think, and it's to raise um, funds to buy fodder for the uh, farmers in drought. But with the recent bushfires as well, I've uh, asked and been approved for Wildlife Victoria to uh, to raise funds for them.
0: Brilliant. And you're not a huge fan of running yourself, are you? Not not unless i have to i mean i don't mind doing it obviously
4: um i don't i'm not one of these people that have to wake up in the morning and go for a run just for the for the hell of, for the hell of it but you know um, running to and from work not a problem when i was in the defense force running every day was just you know, a, a given because you've got to maintain the fitness mm. but um i wanted to do something for um various charities that have had some influence in my life and uh, other than uh, doing what everyone else does, you know, sausage sizzles or, or baking um, events, um, running's what I can do, even if I don't love it, I can do it. So that's what, I, uh, that's what I chose to do.
0: How are you feeling on day five? You've got many days ahead of you. Are you going to make it to the end in your eyes? I'd
4: like to think so, um, considering of my, I've done 9,100 kilometres solo in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And this is actually my s- smaller smaller um, little event and I'm not running so much at the moment. I'm I sort of uh, left myself a little bit late for uh, training. So I'm pretty unconditioned for this um, physically. Mentally, I'm fine because I've got that uh, that uh, experience behind me. You know, I've, I've done this. That's there was nice. three months on the road to get to Darwin. That was four and a half months to get um, to do the five and a half thousand k. So this... Uh, <laughs> Little 16, 1600 sixteen hundred kilometre, forty-two day run or trek, isn't um, isn't too strenuous. But I I'm not used to running in the heat, so that's that's what's uh, taking its toll at the moment, I guess.
0: Andre is trying to get five thousand dollars for each charity. So head to runningaroundaustralia.org if you're wanting to donate. Arat Parkrun organisers shared their disappointment on Saturday morning after discovering that their storage shed had been broken into during the week. The group is now looking for their missing volunteer vests, an item that shouldn't be too hard to find.
5: They're going to be of no use to anyone. They're in the storage shed, which the council have really kindly given given us use of. So instead of having to cart all the stuff every week, which we did for over a year, we have this Storage shed which has a lock on it, and um, when we got there this morning, they the lock had been um, like the screws had been screwed out, like it had been taken off. And we went inside. It wasn't made a mess of or anything, because there's nothing of any value kept in there. Like it really isn't, you know, the flags, background and all that sort of stuff. It's no use to anyone. And we thought, oh, nothing's been taken, but that's really disappointing because now we're going to have to get a new lock put on the shed so then we went to get the vests and we thought where are they and they're just in a shopping green safeway shopping bag and all these vests probably about 30 of them all different sizes these bright orange volunteer vests gone why would you take them
0: have a story? Are you or someone you know holding a community event? I want to know what you know about local issues and upcoming events. Contact Arrat's Latest via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or email arratslatest at gmail.com. Your story may instigate a community discussion, help a local organisation and importantly keep locals informed. The Arrat Market will raise funds for our local fire brigade this Sunday through a raffle, store feast, cake stall, barbecue and shaker tins.
5: Um, we had a gap in our calendar um, and we decided instead of doing the fires like everyone everyone's sort of doing, we put it to the local brigade.
0: The money raised on Sunday will be used to buy luggage for our local CFA members who are only allowed one bag when they are deployed on strike teams.
5: Please come and support our local fireys. They do a great job right through the year and they, they do it on their own back, so please support them.
0: Market organiser Debbie Miles-Warrior there and the market runs from 9am to 1pm this Sunday at Alexandra Hall. Now, James Gallis was left for dead on January 19 after a car failed to give way when he was travelling through Bushfield on his way back to Ararat. James explained the day's events when I spoke with him yesterday.
6: So, first things first, I'd just like to say thank you very much to absolutely everyone for um, their support and their kindness. It's been... Absolutely phenomenal. Just from um the people that stopped at the actual scene to the um uh the police, the ambulance, the vulnerable hospital, my friends, my family, everyone that's been fine. But um first things first I hit a person coming out of the intersection and stopped at the actual intersection, so that's why um actually impacted. But um yeah, he he stopped, he I got off the bike, somehow didn't drop the bike, he got off the um it out of the car and um, wheeled the bike to the side of the road, left me there in the middle of the road and then um, he came back, he would have seen blood going everywhere, got back in the car and then drove off. And that's, um, yeah, that's pretty the, the bulk of the story, mate, yeah.
0: So he let, he moved the bike but left you in the yeah. middle of the road?
6: Yeah, my, um, unfortunately, my knees gave way to shock and, um, yeah.
0: So what was going through your head at that point? Because I, I understand you memorised the number plate of his car.
6: Yeah, I don't know how I managed to do that to be honest with you because it all just happened so far,
0: yeah in it's in such a panic, but still you managed to do that, and I mean that would have helped no doubt the police have charged a a man now and that would no doubt would have helped their help their investigation
6: yeah, yeah, I also had some guys and a um red and chase after him and grab his plates too, so they definitely helped there too
0: and then the these two women arrived on scene, and what 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 happened then
6: uh they grabbed some blankets and stuck some blankets around, which was very nice. Then found so me going in shock.
0: And what injuries so, did you suffer?
6: So when I actually rocked up on Monday to get the surgery done, the doctor said he'd never seen anything quite like that because what's happened is, as I've impacted, the whole force has come through the forks of my bike and gone straight in my hands, but it's also a me and gone forwards and flying over the vehicle. Um. So. I believe there's nerve damage in about four different broken bones inside my wrist.
0: James is already looking forward to jumping back on his bike once he has recovered and as well as fixing some parts on his bike which was damaged in the crash as well. Now there's a little bit of news out of council this week. Firstly, they're encouraging residents to take care around Alexandra Gardens Lake after water from the lake tested positive to high levels of blue-green algae. They received test results that showed high levels of the algae that were detected, with the levels sufficient to pose health risks if people come in contact with the water. Blue-green algae can be triggered by nutrient levels, low inflows, lower storage volumes and warmer weather conditions. Signs have been erected around the lake for months, as Council always assumes that there is some level of algae in the lake due to the stagnant nature of the water. Also, residents will start receiving phone calls this week as the State Government's Annual Council Community Satisfaction Survey begins. The survey is conducted by an independent market research company on behalf of the State Government annually across all Victorian councils. Every year, some 400 interviews are conducted over the phone among a representative sample of the Ararat Rural City residents chosen at random, and the telephone surveys will take place over February and March. The 12th Annual Grampians' Ride to Remember event was held on Sunday, A 194k ride that travels through the rural countryside within the ARAT rural city, Pyrenees Shire and Northern Grampians Shire municipalities. Dean Piniger, ARAT Blue Ribbon committee member said the day ran as smooth as possible.
3: From the get go this morning most volunteers at the RSL at probably 6.30 through till now whatever we are, 2 o'clock and it's gone like clockwork so the most important thing the ride's gone safely, no incidents very well controlled by our marshals and also Victoria Police with the solos and the highway patrol so absolutely no incidents. I think I've spoken to 50 or 60 riders and everybody's loved it. We're a little bit down on registrations on the day but we sort of think a combination of maybe yesterday's weather, very windy and stormy and wet but also the recent bushfires has probably had a little bit of an impact so might bounce back a bit uh, next year in numbers but overall I think 320 riders today including pillions, so overall great event.
0: As always, the money raised on Sunday will go to the East Grampians Health Service.
3: Uh, there's well over $900,000 raised thus far by this committee over the years, and this year we're focused on per- helping to uh, the hospital with purchasing new X-ray equipment. That X-ray equipment will replace what's there, and their throughput and their ability to X-ray people in times of trauma and emergency is far greater with far greater quality imaging. So, there's a pledge of, I think, $230, $235,000 from the local Blue Ribbon Committee, and I think at this stage we're up to about a, a bit over half of that, about $140,000 already, and we'll probably maybe raise about ten dollars to $12,000 from this event to add to that.
0: The ride left Ararat around 9am, travelling through the townships of Buanga, Almhurst, Stoll, and then the fringes of the Grampians National Park, including Pomonal and Moyston, before returning to Ararat at 1pm. Jeff Penner from the Elmhurst Development Committee explained the whole community effort to feed more than 300 riders. The,
3: uh, the involvement of Elmhurst uh, involves certainly putting together a, a workforce of, uh, of ladies and gents from the cooking right through to the car parking. And this morning's uh, morning tea at Elmhurst, we had over 40 volunteers manning various jobs. And it was a commu- huge community uh, effort and I didn't have any knockbacks in... In uh, re- requesting help from people, and the sponsorship was, was awesome. We are a small community, and uh, this builds cohesiveness because we have a number of people who are rather new residents for a rural town, and some that only come up at weekends. They've got a weekend cottage. So that's good, and those people got in and helped too, and it allows us to get to know our neighbour.
0: Coming up this week, the Ararat market runs from 9am to 1pm this Sunday at Alexandra Hall, raising funds for our local CFA, as we heard earlier. The Ocelots are performing at the Rex Cafe Bar this Wednesday, which is just reopening again as well, in case you're interested. And the Ocelots' live set combines all that is great about folk music with things kicking off at 8pm. And join Paul Yaw this Saturday at 2pm for an artist talk within his solo exhibition, Let the World Burn, which is currently showing at Arat Gallery Tamar until the 1st of March. And that brings me to the end of today's show. Thank you once again for tuning in, whether that be live or listening later on. It's all the same. You can always catch up on past episodes on your favourite podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any questions, feedback or stories, please don't hesitate to contact me. I always enjoy a chat. Enjoy your week. This was Arat's latest.